in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the experience of D&D from, uh, from a Dungeon Master perspective and from a player perspective. So stick around. Uh, it's going to be a really good episode. Even yeah. if you currently play D&D, uh, you might learn a few things. And uh, if there's anything that we don't cover, uh, shoot a comment down below and, uh, and let us know. Two travelers, adventurers, weary from travel on the road, enter a tavern. Quiet. Late. They lower their cowls. The barkeep pours, pours two glasses of ale. Boy, mates. One glass of ale, I assume. Of course. I've been adventuring. For far too long. <laughs> We're weary from our nights and our long days travel. We got an inn around here. No? Well, we'll continue our adventure in four seconds. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Tom here from the Geeky Drinkers, and I've got a special co-host again here, my Dungeon Master, Colin. Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy to be here. So, today's episode is all about Dungeons and Dragons. Awesome, man. I'm happy, I'm happy to help uh, get more people into this. I'm really, really excited for it, because I've really, really gotten into it, especially in the last, like, six months? Yeah, like, it's eight been months? crazy. Yeah, like, uh, the, la the last little bit. So, uh, if you're new to the channel, we always do geek-themed cocktails, gaming reviews, merch, music. Uh, basically anything geek culture so feel free to hit that subscribe button down below and uh, make sure you hit that like button as well and hit the little bell notification so you never miss a thing but jumping into today's episode so we're not actually doing cocktails today because in the Dungeons and Dragons realm there's not really a lot of cocktails no it's just ale it's ale it's all about ale so we got our ale cheers ah, fine brew fine brew my friend so, as I mentioned before, um, Colin's my DM. I've mentioned him on a couple other episodes uh, in the past. So now you get to put a, a face to the name. Uh, shoot a comment down below if you if you play Dungeons & Dragons, uh, what your character name is, uh, the race, and the class. Because I would love to know. And, yeah, I'm uh, curious to see how many people are out there playing. Absolutely. And what they're playing. Yep, absolutely. Let us know what, uh, what version you play as well. We play version 5, uh, yep. which... I, fifth edition, yeah. Fifth edition, yeah. What's your racing class name? Uh, so my character's name is Feroshi Lydon. Uh, I'm a wood elf ranger uh, who's an outlander. So uh, I'm super proficient in longbow, and uh, I'm also a dual wielder. So anytime I dual wield, uh, I can have two, uh, heavy weapons. So weapons that I would normally have to have in two hands. Extra defensive. In one hand. And it raises my AC or armor class. It raises that up every time I have two makes weapons. Makes untouchable. So it makes me a, like a fucking tank. <laughs> my character is Aiden Lamonte uh, in the game that I play. I, I DM in the game Tommy's in. Mm. Um, Aiden Lamonte, he's a human paladin under the oh. goddess of Sune. Okay. Sune. Uh, she's the goddess of love and beauty, so he's very flamboyant. He likes... He likes things that are beautiful. Likes the uh, likes the finer things. The finer life. things in life. He's yep. very uh, he's very handsome, very well groomed. What's it? What's his charisma? Uh, it's high. Is it? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say it's like high. it's gotta be. It's but gotta uh, be high. things are kind of turning because uh, he's kind of going over the dark side. I'm kind of taking like a, a Jedi kind of nice. turn where he's <laughs> going. Going, going, to, Anakin, going yeah. to Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, his, his love was taken from him. Mm. Um, yeah, which is which is just coming out as the story goes on, which is what we wanted to get into. Uh, yep. 
the, one of the best things about Dungeons and Dragons is creating these characters uh, with with crazy backstories that just develop and, and come out as you play. And if your dungeon master is is good and and all for it, he is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But I I try to work with my players on a backstory so mm. I can I can tie things in um, that are re, uh, just coming back from their past, and it just Absolutely. really makes you feel like a, a complete character in a world oh, yeah. um, that you've existed in for some time. So from uh, from a so there's a DM which is dungeon master, and then there's yeah, two uh, very different experiences in in D and D, right? Oh, absolutely! Like I've I've never DM'd, but uh, I'm I'm interested in learning the DM because I know um, like my daughter Sage and a few of her friends actually want to get really into it. So I'm the most excuse me, uh, I'm the most experienced. Uh, <laughs> I'm the most. Hail. Yes. Did we did we cheers? I don't. Uh, we did. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Never uh, nice to go in. so uh, so I'm I'm kind of the most experienced uh, around for them uh, in D and D. So. I would probably be DMing for them when that eventually comes. So I'm actually hoping to learn uh, a, a decent amount from these days. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope then, I can pass some stuff off. So do you want to start with the the player experience that both of us have played? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go with the player experience. So, so uh, what what is Dungeons and Dragons? We should probably answer that question because a lot of people, I'm sure, have heard about it. I mean, we've seen it on Stranger Things. The like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I, I've heard have. Uh, They've been recording their most popular years ever, even since the eighties. I'm not. I'm not surprised at that. To be perfectly honest, yeah. like board games in general have like really had a huge resurgence in the yeah, last. I'm not even probably like, in the last like five years. I wonder if it's just our generation like getting older to the point getting where we're kind of we're just like we want to go back to like the. Roots. Yeah, we want to hang out, but we don't want to talk all the time. So yeah. it's, it's good to have like a, a game to play or something. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. It's a it's a role playing game. It's very social. You you sit around and play it with paper, uh, dice. You can use miniatures. You can use maps. Uh, you don't have to, but they definitely add to the experience. And it's just friends sitting around and sharing their their collective imagination to to create and inhabit this world mm. of fantasy. And our world is set kind of like in a medieval. Um, uh, realm, yeah. but there's all sorts of uh, rules sets for I mean if you want to be a Jedi you want to go like sci-fi futuristic laser guns Can you be a, well I guess like, yeah there's rule sets for everything are really wow yeah, I know that. one thing that's uh, really cool I was gonna talk about later but if we're talking about different rule sets like that people have homebrew homebrew is uh, what they call just people that make yeah. like tweak the uh kind of the pre-existing game yeah as like it, as the it is, foundation yeah. and they, they tweak it to fit within uh whatever fantasy they're trying to fulfill so pokemon mm -hmm. uh some people have uh made rules where uh not really? only the pokemon stats matter but the type of trainer you are if you're an aggressive trainer hmm. if you're a trainer that focuses on on one pokemon like maybe lieutenant surge yeah, he just yeah. focuses on his just raichu yep. super powerful um yeah, there's rules for that. And then if someone who Crazy. wants to be the underdog and have a bunch of weak Pokemon that can uh, maybe perform at a upper like a evolve level, that would yeah. be going after like an Ash Ketchum type, right? So there's rule sets. If there's anything you like, there's probably a, a tabletop game you could you could be playing with your friends right now. Crazy. So yeah, we play in a medieval realm where elves, dwarves, humans, swords, shields, maces. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the swords spells. and the shields. I, I love it. But my character, as I'm realizing 
uh, as of late, <laughs> needs to be more of an archer because my character actually died, <laughs> uh, which was a really, like, yeah. like, no word of a lie, like, it was, like, heart-wrenching because my backstory is, like, eight pages long, like, and it's, like, yeah. it's very, very detailed. And even for the other members of the party, I mean, they're mm -hmm. losing a friend, and when you've been playing together for a couple weeks, a couple hour sessions, uh, and you role-play these characters, you start building, yeah. like, relationships. Absolutely. Um, and you lose a friend, and everybody had to figure out a way <laughs> to bring Furoshi back because there was no way we were just going to leave him to die. Yeah. Well, I was hoping not. I was just like, uh, please don't leave me to die. Because, like, yeah. I poured, like, I poured a lot into that character, like, sure. creating it, and, like... And, of course, you could just roll a new one, but, I mean, uh, yeah, it's better if you can, you can recover somebody. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think the worst part about that was that, so, I rolled, so, uh, so when you, when your character, like, dies, they, they go unconscious, and you have to roll, uh, d20, which is a 20-sided dice, and you have to, if you... So, that's 20-sided die right there. Um, but you basically have to roll above uh, a ten. Basically above, so above a ten. So if you 50 get like, shot, yeah. yeah. So you, so you have a fifty-fifty shot. If you get, uh, if you basically get above a ten, uh, you get a success, uh, death saving throw. Or if you roll lower than a ten, you get a, uh, you fail. Yeah. If you fail three times, your character's dead. Like they're not unconscious, they're dead. So I rolled one fail, and then I rolled a natural one, which yeah. is the. Just the number one. Yeah, it's which, the worst thing you can roll. It's just like <laughs> critical failure. Yeah. So it was so that in death saving rolls uh, counts as two deaths. So <coughs> my character was just done. He was gone. And he was gone for <coughs> a couple weeks. Probably like no, I think it was like three weeks. Yeah, like yeah. three weeks. Yeah. And so, we play every two weeks, so that's a long time to be without your character. Yeah, absolutely. And Tommy uh, took took on the role of one of our NPCs, non-player characters, which mm. was uh, just a character that I, Jim as the DM, Jim, Jim Jar, I, as the DM, control <laughs> just to add flavor and story to the world. Oh, yeah. So you kind of helped me out and uh, and took control of him as uh, our party's cleric, a death cleric or a necromancer, uh, kind of figured out his own powers and, and he met with a god that kind of taught him uh, more of the ways of his death magic and he was able mm -hmm. to return the string of life that connects the soul to the body yeah and bring Feroshi back uh with us it's it was intense yeah like, it was intense like no word of a lie like when like when colin was going through that whole entire process i was just like please roll good please roll good please roll good because like there's even even when yeah. going through that there's still a possibility of failure and, 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 and i'm a dm that likes to play like i i like death to be on the table yep I don't want my players in this world where they they, they can't just ever have no die. fear of dying because yeah. that's that's no fun. It, yeah, it takes away the drama me. of what Dungeons yep. and Dragons is, the tension of of these battles with monsters and dragons mm -hmm. and demons and fiends. Like, yeah, you want to be able to die because you want to be able to kill them back, right? Like, absolutely, you want, you want the weight to be there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Feroshi's back to to live to fight another day. Finally, I was. Like, like no word of a lie. Like I was stressing, like that whole time. Like if you've ever had a player, like if you've ever had a character die in D and D, like it's tragic. Yeah, and why don't you just shoot us a comment of like the death, and if you came back, let us know how Absolutely. you figured it out. Because at low levels, I mean, yeah, because we were we were uh, resurrection level, spells we're, aren't always <laughs> they were available. there. Like we were we were level four at the time. So right now, 
everybody else in our party is level five except for me, which I'm still level four, but I'm alive, so hey. Yeah. You got a bit of catching up to do. A little bit. And the, the cool thing about D&D, and you don't get it from, from video games or comics or anything mm -hmm. else, any other art medium, is what we're talking about now, it's like we actually lived it. Like, we oh, experienced yeah. this. This was just a story we told at the table in the other room there. Mm -hmm. But their adventures that we were on together, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the, the thing that I really like about it from, like, from a player's perspective is, like, you have to be on your feet always. Like, like I, I try and go, like, full mindset into where my character is. Um, I try and alter my voice a little bit when I can. Um, I'm trying to get a little bit more into for the that. role playing aspect. For, right? Yeah, yeah, for the for the role playing aspect, because again, yeah. like that that kind of thing does. It definitely adds to it. It's not a requirement. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one uh, play style. Yep. Um, where you can you can try to use accents. I mean, dwarfs. A lot of people think of Scottish accents. Yeah, Hobbits. I always think of like Irish or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the hairy feet yeah. and the drinking. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you just kind of think of. Uh, of these characters that you get to act out at the table, but you don't have to. Like, if you want to just Absolutely. describe in really cool ways, like, Feroshi's a wood elf, so if you want to say, Feroshi swiftly dashes to the other side of the room, being as graceful as possible, you describe what your character does. Mm. You're not comfortable being like, I dive, and I tuck a roll, and I, I land on all threes, like, on, on like a three-point landing, right? Yeah. Superhero landing. Yeah, it, which which is what I prefer yep. to do. Um, yeah, no, same. Because I think, I think like, it, it does... It kind of gets you more invested emo on like an emotional level with your character. So like you can really like at least for me anyway. Like I can really zone into like okay, where's the mindset of Feroshi right now? Like there's like you know two enemies over here. One of my friends is unconscious over there, and then there's more enemies what would coming Feroshi over there. Feel like this? Like uh, absolutely. Would he like, go for a stab or would he go to save his friend? Yeah. Is a friend an acquaintance or is his friend like a love? Yeah, that he would do anything for. He would, he would risk life or death. Mm. Or maybe, maybe he needs to keep his eye on the prize. Yeah. Maybe this is his most hated enemy. Yeah. And even though his love's on the ground, he sees he sees Just red. red. Yeah. Right. And these are the, the fun things you can do only in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Well, absolutely. Like I mean, you can do it like like when you're like full on acting and everything like that. But it's it's definitely a different experience when. Especially like when you're when you're with your friends and everything like that, and I I even know a lot of people that uh, that'll go to just like uh, like open open Dungeons and Dragons nights at like uh, the Adventurers Guild is uh, is one perfect example like yeah, here in Kitchener, uh, yeah, it's in Kitchener. Oh, okay. Um. So uh, so they have uh, they have open D and D every week. Um. I'll uh, I'll put the, the information down in the description below on that if you want to check that out. Uh, but they have it uh, open D and D every week and. It's, it's one of those things that, especially if you go to a few different times, like, you'll get to know the different people, and you will, you'll build relationships, you'll build friendships, and yeah. that's something that is, is really, really valuable. I, you hear all these anecdotes, people that play D&D with people, like, you create a bond that really lasts for a long time. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Almost. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, like, even, even just from a player's perspective, just being in that mindset is is one of the things that I really really look forward to every week. Yeah, like it's because you really are relying on other people and putting mm -hmm. trust and faith in in their actions to to get through these uh, puzzles. Sometimes yeah. I mean it's like skill contests, like you're trying to crawl your way through a mine, or sometimes mm -hmm. 
more often uh, than not, you're you're battling something. Yeah. It's a contest of like strength and ability. Well, not even just strength and ability. It's also about strategy too. Because, True. Because I mean, like, if you have, uh, if you just have, like, if your team's just like all tanks and nobody can heal you, you're gonna have a very different strategy as opposed to if you have like two tanks and like the majority like magic and then like a healer. You're gonna you're gonna play differently depending on what that is. You're gonna want to make sure to protect that healer, so yeah. that you're for sure, for sure. That's a very like video game gamey way to play, mm, where you're true. just like, here's my enemies. How, let's figure out the best way to attack them. Uh, and what I always try to add, uh, any way I can, I try to take what the the DM has given me and try to add any like flavor to the story. Like mm. if he says there's a chandelier on the ceiling. I'm going to try to drop that on the <laughs> goblin's head, right? If he says there's, like, spiky trees nearby, yeah. you want to try to impale, like, the nearest demon on one of those branches, right? And you want to use... And, and using that environment to your to your benefit uh, not only keeps you on your feet, but it also keeps your DM on their feet as well, because oh, they're like, okay, sure. you know, oh, I, I, have to, I have to calculate, you know, like, what the damage is going to be on that, like, how yeah. hard they hit it, and how long the, they're entangled One of the most it. exciting moments as a DM is where you start figuring out what your player's thinking yeah and you want to you want to figure out how to make the rules uh uh you want to give them a challenge so they they don't just mm -hmm. get what they want they, they actually feel like they, they achieve gotta, it through dice rolls absolutely but there's like this organic uh like eye contact kind of like okay i see what you're doing yeah uh and there's a rule of cool where you want to make the coolest possible story out of what's going on because it's not oh, absolutely it's not as easy as just like the DM has all these monsters and the player characters are here and you slam them together. Yeah. You all want to write the best possible story you can totally. together. And the rules are just kind of like what facilitate that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what so so speaking of that, like what do you what do you find the most challenging about being a DM? The most challenging is definitely like uh, you have you as a DM you're required to prepare absolutely i mean you have all your characters backstories you have all the abilities uh that they have you have your encounter and your plan for the night mm -hmm. but when the players start doing things you didn't expect <laughs> um you definitely don't want to railroad them and force them down the path that you have writ absolutely absolutely you, you want to have this adaptive uh free uh spirit so mm -hmm. uh i wish I, maybe eventually i'll think of uh some examples of things you guys have done that threw me off but uh, definitely the most exciting and the most challenging moments are when your players just do something you didn't just expect. like totally blindside you eh? yeah 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 <laughs> and or if you prepare a night's worth of content and then they choose to stealth buy it <laughs> you're like pass without a trace for I those who know Dungeons you. and Dragons <laughs> Pass without a trace is a tough spell for a DM to deal with. Yeah, well, absolutely, because I mean, you basically like, okay, you snuck by yeah. everything I wrote. <laughs> so, so when when you're preparing for like a like a night, do you normally like do you when you're when you're initially planning like the campaign? Because campaigns can be, you know, like they can be a few sessions, uh, or they can go on for months or yeah, years. For sure. um, how far, like when you're when you're first starting a campaign, how far would you kind of write the storyline, or would you have kind of like a, a loose idea of where it's a going? A very loose then, idea. I keep it yeah. very loose because, again, I'm a very young DM. Mm -hmm. I've only been doing this uh, for for eight months or so, mm -hmm. and I've I've grown a lot and evolved since even starting. 
where at first I, I wrote this very structured plan, mm -hmm. and then my players very quickly destroyed that plan. Was that at, uh, at Dave's bachelor party? No, no, no. It was actually like, okay. yeah, it was actually like within my, my first campaign, not that oh, one okay. shot I did. The yeah. first game we ever did was a one shot at my friend's bachelor party, <laughs> where he always just wanted to play. So yeah. we finally just got we all just the pieces together and did it. It was awesome. Um, but no, it was the campaign where I had all this this very structured plan, and then I learned that it's more fun to go with the flow, see what your players do, oh, yeah. and build off that week to week. Yeah. So now it's very it's very a loose plan. I plan encounters and then mm -hmm. let the players connect those encounters any way they want. Yep. I don't like to do a lot of random encounters where you're just fighting random monsters. Mm -hmm. Every battle, I want to teach the players a lesson. Absolutely. Um, create drama. And I think you would you appreciate that more than just if I oh yeah you're fighting a goblin tonight you're fighting this tonight our campaign is uh, like we're in an underdark and or like in the underdark and we're kind of gradually making our way like originally we were uh, we were captured as slaves and we had to figure out a way to get out of that and then escape and then uh, try basically try and make our way up to the, to the surface so yeah. that we can kind of resume our life or whatever's gonna happen yeah. If, if and when that happens, if you make it out, uh, if if we make it out, I don't, I don't know. Like all it does, but um, so I mean, it's uh, it's it's really interesting the the way that you kind of have to think because I mean, like I've like I've, I've read up on D and D and everything like that for a, a while before actually playing it, uh, like like full on like playing it and everything like that, and like my kind of expectation of that was more or less like what we did at david's bachelor party where like we were like starting in a tavern yep. like what we did at the start of the yeah. episode and then many games do. you you kind of go from there like so i would i was i kind of went into that expecting that and i was totally blindsided oh by this by the being starting like the game starting as a prisoner? Prisoner? yeah because yeah. i was just like take everything okay away like i out. have None of my weapons, none of my clothes, none of my allies. I don't know the terrain. I yeah. don't know the monsters. Like, and, I, and to me, was, I thought that was a great way to start because oh, although... Dude, absolutely. Because we had a lot of new players that had never played anything like this mm -hmm. before. So I wanted to take all of the spells and items out of it. Kind of make it basic, And get yeah. the... Start with the role play. Start yeah. with the using our imagination to... How would we break out of a prison cell? Yeah. And it gets you thinking in a completely different yeah. way. You're like, okay, well, what do we have around me? Like, what can I possibly... Very minimal things. You got to just use... What you have. Yeah, what you have to break out. And then when you guys finally got your gear back, mm. you I could see on my players' faces, they were like, yes, like this They're was like, a struggle. Oh, yeah. And then you give them a battle with some enemies to fight that they can mm. just destroy. And yep. the, the tables have turned. And then I think it was another session and you guys were out of that that slave pen and you guys have just been fighting your way through the underdark ever since yep. helping anyone you can along the way as well, heroes do yeah and and i mean i think that's a, a big big part of that is feeling like the, a hero. feeling like a hero yeah and you know like and just going on that adventure and helping like just yeah, like as, helping people out like well seeing, that's that's it. as the dm my job isn't to kill Feroshi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I, of course, I run the monsters, and I, I want to run them well. I want to run them lethally, like mm -hmm. beasts, like like, like you're actually like the fighting monsters them. that yeah. they are. I want my players to feel that, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, ex I'm exploring these caverns with these players as well. I don't, I don't want them to die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it happens. If, if, I mean, if we all die, then 
game over. And yeah. we start a new campaign. Yeah, but my my job really is to present scenarios and situations where my players can feel like heroes. Mm, absolutely. So if I, I, I want to put people in peril so they can save them. I, I want uh, to put them up against challenging monsters so they can uh, persevere and destroy them, right? Yep. I want to give them awesome magical items. One one <laughs> cool thing that we had a lot of fun with in Feroshi's backstory, yep. he had a, a great great grandfather so, that went away to would you like to tell uh yeah so um so i think so i think i might actually rewrite it a little bit because like great great grandfather is long i might just change it to like great grand or like great grandfather well just keep in mind that elves live for seven centuries well that's yeah that, that's another thing as well right yeah. um but basically uh like one of my ancestors uh went away to learn the smithing ways of uh from dwarves the best there is absolutely and nobody ever heard of him since. We just knew he went to like the best of the best and yeah. wanted to forge like the ultimate weapon. So when Tommy wrote that in his backstory, I was like, great, Tom, uh, Feroshi is going to stumble upon this ancestor. And but, I, but when you actually found him, you didn't find him alive. That, it was far too late. Yeah. But what you actually found was pretty badass. Like I, I found because uh, this just happened last, uh, last like session. Last session, uh, I found uh, like basically like my family's armor, and I found a magical sword that I still don't know everything about it because I haven't gotten. Yeah. Well, this I haven't gotten anything on it yet. It's actually a sentient sword. Oh, okay. So, so is so is his. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to necessarily. Spoil well, I, it, I can explain this because if you don't yeah, understand, so yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, what what uh, I wrote in the lore is that uh, Feroshi's great-grandfather went to study with the uh, battle-forged dwarves because they were the best mm -hmm. uh, forgers, or the best blacksmiths that anyone ever knew of. Yep. And he, he learned that once in a black-forged dwarf's life, they would forge the most immaculate weapon, a weapon so amazing that they would leave the forge never to make another weapon again because they could never replicate. And uh, Feroshi's great-great-grandfather wanted wanted to make this weapon for his family. Yeah. A, a moon blade, the elves called them. Yeah. So he went to study, and as he was hammering out this moon blade, uh, the battle-forged dwarves came under attack by uh, orcs your most hated enemy. Absolutely. And as the orcs were <laughs> overtaking the entire uh, realm of the dwarves and eventually uh, the forge, your great-great-grandfather continued to hammer, uh, just determined to finish this blade. Um, and he actually hammered his own life force into it yeah. uh, because he ended up losing his life to the battle behind him. Um, so, so encapsulated by this task yep. that... The magics of the dwarven forges locked his spirit into this blade. So now it's up to you in in our in our subsequent <laughs> sessions to figure out. I don't know what would you do. What's, do you want to save his soul? Maybe it's stuck in that blade forever. Yeah. Maybe he's just an ally for life. I gotta. Maybe well, there's a way to. <laughs> I, I did exactly. We'll, fi like, we'll figure it out together. But yeah, these are the things we just create. Mm -hmm. I just see his backstory and want him to have uh, fun with it. So I'm yeah. Well, and, and do you find that it's, do you find, like, from a DM perspective, do you find that it's easier to have, uh, like, a more detailed backstory? Or do you find that, like, you know, this is where they live, this is kind of their past? Like a, like a very, like, 
Well, kind of two paragraphs. The more detailed it is, the more I, I realize that you're uh, you're interested in your own character. Mm -hmm. um, I can see what you're interested in, okay. and then I can play off that. If if you leave it open ended, I'm gonna make something that I think's fun based on what I know about you. Mm -hmm. totally. um, one thing about my DM style that I really like to do is just steal. Yep. <laughs> just steal from things I love. Yep. If, if if you name any character, we can make a we can generate a character out of that. Mm. Absolutely, and, and that's what I like to do. It's yep. like you can pick the most well, obscure character and make a class, a backstory, and then play into that. Yeah, and and I mean like that's that's kind of the fun thing too. Like if so, when you're first starting out, if you don't have yeah, if you're stumped, the, yeah, like if you're stumped or you don't have the creative spark to like just sit down and just like continuously write, um, yeah, just. Pick a character and just be your favorite like, character. Let's do uh, like Captain America. Okay. Yep. So human paladin. Um, you used to travel and you got frozen in time during a great battle, mm -hmm. and now uh, you're back. You're in a world where you don't know the customs. You don't know what's going on. Um, you're just trying to follow your heart with what's right yep. and be a hero, and just uh, maybe you'll say silly things because you don't understand the yep. customs. <laughs> uh, do you want to do one? Like. Uh, uh, that was that was probably a good one. I'm, I wouldn't say like I'm as good like on the fly creating like <laughs> like mine like I've done it a lot as a DM. Yeah. I mean, I steal to create NPCs. Yeah, but. well, absolutely. But like for like for me like when I so when I was creating uh, creating my character, um, I created them over maybe like two three days tops. Like I kind of I sat down and I was just like. I kind of like wrote maybe like a couple sentences and then I just like I was like oh this would be really cool and I would like go down a couple spaces and like jot it down and then I would like go back up and keep on writing and then I would like reincorporate that in here and like you think of something that belongs in a different paragraph oh, dude and just and all over I did that like I had so many notes all over the place and then I just like put everything together and it was just like I, I looked at it and I was just like holy hell like this is like eight pages long and I was just like because yeah. I'm pretty sure I even messaged you. I was like, is this okay? Like, is this too yes, long? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. The more you give me, the more I, I material I have just to, to bring back later, right? What's your favorite thing about, about DMing? Power. Yeah, absolutely. The power. I like... <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm, I like to create something that everybody likes. Because in our group, we have the people that like to battle. We have the mm. people that like the puzzles. We have yeah. the people... Um, that like uh, story, so I, I try to mix that all together. Mm -hmm. I like having uh, the control of seeing what everyone's enjoying and having the power to do it. Yeah. Cool, good answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun being a player too, because I get the tingles uh, when my DM is is running me through a situation. I I get excited, and when he when I get a, a magical item, I'm like like I feel like a kid. Yeah, Christmas. you're just like, oh, what, what's yeah. it do? What's it gonna do for my character? Because I'm a gamer. I'm an actor, I'm a goof, I'm a clown, yep. <laughs> all, all in one, and it's fun. Um, well, and, and I kind of felt the same way, like, because uh, right now, like, my character, he has uh, two, gaunt like, two spider gauntlets, and oh, they're, yeah. they're basically, like, they're basically, yeah, web they're basically, shooters. like, web shooters, like, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've already used that, like, I haven't been as successful as I wanted to with them. You've done some cool stuff with them. Well, and that, and that's the thing. Like, we're... So, in the Underdark, where we are right now, we're in kind of like a big mushroom forest. So, one of the things I did was I, like, I shot up and I basically climbed up to, like, the highest mushroom I could find and then just, like, surveyed the area. And that was, like, really fun. <clears throat> but I can also use it to, like, 
shoot web in like uh, like an enemy's eyes yeah. and like use it you, to like you, entangle. You strung up feet. two chocolate eggs once. Yep. Restrain them completely. Yeah. So there, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of fun things like well yeah. so so I, I totally like there's items in the books. Mm-hmm. But I created those web shooters out of like various rules I threw together. Spider Man, because I love Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're in an area where uh, there's drow, dark elves, and they're yep. very spider influenced. Absolutely. And I was like, I don't Let's know what I just made me bring Spider Man, and I actually equipped an enemy with them, and you uh, relieved them of them, didn't you? <laughs> yep, stole them right <laughs> off. Because yeah. I was like, I ah, oh, fifteen, not bad. Well, he didn't need them anymore after what you guys did. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> And like and, and that's the that's the fun. So like what what's pro what's the the most fun item you've created? Uh the web shooters might be up there. Okay. Um one thing I did, uh I started all my characters at level three, so when mm-hmm. they finally got their items back, I knew they would have been playing for a bit. So I, I created a a custom magic item for, for each mm-hmm. character. Uh yeah. I actually like the item I created for Luna. Because the one restriction the, of a druid is when yep. they turn into an animal, suddenly they can't communicate with their team. Yep. I mean, they, they can with growls and gestures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, with, or unless there's another one around that can understand them. Yeah, there's yeah. spells that you can speak with animals. But uh, she has an item that was given to her uh, from the Pixies of Serena Forest. Yeah, Collar of the Moon. The Collar of the Moon. When yep. uh, she wears it and wild shapes into a beast form, she can uh, still speak. Uh, like in in calm, whatever calm. yeah in whatever languages she knew as uh, her elf form. Oh, does that? Oh, so that so if she knew like elf and like, oh for sure yeah she, she oh, can okay, basically okay. just speak with her own vocal cords oh, in her animal form as long as that beast has a mouth and vocal yeah. cords right <laughs> yeah. So if you turn it into a snail, it might be kind of tricky. Yeah. I mean, do snails have? You might have to. You might have to like touch their antennae or something like yeah. that to. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But that'd so be, that'd there's be there's fun stuff like that like. If, if you see restrictions that you don't necessarily like within the rules, you can always give an item that kind of counters it. Mm, yeah, and absolutely. as a DM, you have the power to do it. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but one thing that's kind of cool is uh, that I wanted to talk about is kind of my method. Because as a DM, um, there's books, there's, uh, there's modules that kind of write uh, a bunch of words um, that tell you kind of how to run the game. And it took me a while to realize that I work a lot better from a picture. Uh, I like to draw. So I like I created a journal and I don't know if we can be able to see this. Yeah. So is Um, it like that or Yeah, we don't need to like look in detail. It's just kind of like show. But I basically like I'll draw a sketch and then details about the room because from the sketch I can look at what I've drawn um, and my players never actually see these like Hiroshi, you've been to all these areas with yep. the rooms with the spider webs. Yep. So you oh, never, yeah. you've never seen these, but you've been there. I've, well, I've seen like them. Maybe in my if mind. you look at them now, you've seen them in your mind, yeah. right? Like this is the tower where you got gear. There's the waterfall with the bridge and the yep. webs. Yep. Like I, I draw these pictures and then I can describe what I see to my party, mm-hmm. and then well, they it probably see what helps. I see. Yeah, it probably helps you as well because then you're like. Okay, well, you know, like maybe yeah. twenty feet across from this, you'll you know you'll see a cavern. Yeah, and I'll do things like create characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's Jim Jar right there. Yep, it's very much just a small piccolo without. Ah, it's Jim Jar. Antennas. Yeah. See, and Jim it, Jar. And it's funny because uh, like uh, like one thing that I always did is when uh, when I was playing as Jim Jar while Ferocious was dead is I always talk like this. There, Jim Jar. Because I always imagine Jim Jar being like Jiminy Cricket, and this is how I imagine Jiminy Cricket would sound. 
even though I know that's not how he sounds at all. But that's yeah. for some reason that's that's where my mind associated with that. So yeah, I just always tried to treat Jim Jarrell kind of like that. Well, and and I try like I I just tried to embody that character, you know. And yeah, it's more fun. It's, and everyone always has a chuckle whenever Jim Jarrell's cracking the joke <laughs> or trying to gamble on what's going to happen next or steal a pocket or try and or like, yeah pickpocket, <laughs> which he's pretty good at. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Oh man, that was the so there was uh, there was one time where I rolled really well and I I went to go steal uh, from uh, from David, one of our other characters. Or uh, Valeth, uh, rather. And so I, I even rolled... Though, even though you rolled really so well. I rolled really well. I went to, like, go pickpocket him. He didn't have anything because I owed him gold and I forgot to say, like, like give it to I'm going to give it to him first and then steal it back. Yeah. So I was just like... You had a pickpocket full shit. of butt cheek, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that was pretty funny. But I mean, but yeah, like, a, a failed pickpocket roll, and it's it's a funny joke later because you totally. picked your butt. Yeah, yeah. So we have we have all these like moments where it was just us sitting at a table telling a story, yep. and it's like something that actually happened. Yeah. So, it's good to well, and and it's fun too because like even in just like casual conversation, um, if it's something that you like you bring up, like you instantly are like brought back and like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If I were to be like, hey, Colin, what's in the desk? <laughs> yeah. You would, you would know. Yeah. So our party has a really tricky time <laughs> with desks. This funny thing about Dungeons and Dragons is like, you, you put a dice roll to everything. So something so simple like opening a desk can be harder than <laughs> fighting a ancient red dragon. Yeah. Because the dice doesn't want you to open that drawer. <laughs> well, and okay, so a bit of backstory on that. So at uh, at David's bachelor party. Um, there, we were in uh, we were in this one tower and on the one floor there like it was just an empty room but there was like one desk there so I made the mistake as the DM <laughs> of putting a desk there that didn't have anything of value I just nothing, said it was there nothing nothing at all in there and I think there's like three drawers and like yeah. whatever so but because you're the DM anything you say is important <laughs> absolutely so we went up to it and so all six warriors <laughs> surrounded this desk. And we just we just kept like I want to check this drawer. Okay, I want to check this drawer above and and you, like Couldn't I could I could, t- <laughs> I could tell you're getting you're just like there's nothing there's, in the desk. There's nothing in the desk. Level twenty desk. <laughs> the boss of our campaign. That was probably still. Like, you guys are gonna escape the underdark and see a beautiful sunrise and, and then, then a, a desk. desk. I mean, if you do, I'm gonna love it. Ah! End campaign. <laughs> Total party wipe. And but I mean, like that's that's the kind of stuff that that really like you take outside of the game as well. Like it's yeah. little, like it gives you like little inside jokes, and it gives you like stuff to. It just gives you stuff to talk about. Yeah. Because I mean, Bond like how much, like well, absolutely, and like how many times have we just been like chatting with all the guys, and like D and D will come up. It goes and, back to D and D. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wicked. It's really fun. Yep. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, kind of our perspective on uh, like the experience game- of it all. Yeah, like the the experience and the gameplay and everything like that from uh, from a DM and, uh, yeah, and I a think player's like perspective. It's a one of a kind thing. If you, if you haven't tried it and you've been maybe thinking about trying it, just do it. Possibly like I used to hear about it when I was younger mm-hmm. and never like there was never uh, like an, an opportunity. opportunity to play yeah. it. And this is something now that I've tried it. I wish I, I have been doing for a long time. So absolutely, if, if like please, if you've ever had an inkling to give this a shot, do it. 
Yeah, give us a ch- uh, give it a shot. Uh, post some links down that can point people yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so we'll we'll post uh, a link down in the description below. Um, one one that I one resource that's really valuable to me is uh, a podcast called Critical Role. Oh man, it's, I can't uh, believe I almost <laughs> like we forgot to mention that. So that's uh, what got me into this. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like and I, and I mean like I'll, I'll forewarn you like the so they're like I listen to the podcast but they they also uh, like are on YouTube and they do Twitch streaming as well. Yes. Um. Every Thursday. Uh, every every seven. Thursday at uh, eight p.m. Pacific, I believe. Mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'll I'll link down in the show notes uh, down in the description below. So that would be but, five p.m. Eastern, right? Eastern. Yeah, because it's three hours behind. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically, uh, like a, a group of voice actors that, uh, sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. So even if you're not too sure and just kind of want to, want to test the waters a little bit, um, give it a listen because they, they just recently started a, a new campaign. They're, uh, they're nine episodes in. Yeah. It's a, it's a perfect time to jump in because mm-hmm. their previous, uh, previous campaign went for about 112 100, episodes yeah, and 100. I'm still working through it, but yeah. it's what got me hooked in. You'll fall in love with some of these characters. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's hilarious. Like, yeah. like no word of a lie. Oh, right. Like, it's yeah. it's one of the funniest things. Like, it's I look forward. Yeah. I look forward to it every Thursday. Like, they're now the episodes. Like, they they range from like three to like five and a half hours. So, yeah. so they're I great, mean, they're great for listening to. Uh, like, oh, I listen yeah. when I'm at work, just kind of going through mundane tasks mm-hmm. or just doing three uh, D modeling or, or stuff like that. I can just yep. kind of toss it on and enjoy it, like an audiobook or a podcast. Absolutely, and and I listen to it on the podcast app, so I can I can uh, link the down uh, description down uh, down below um, to the link uh, as well. So it'll it's that's a great resource that I would personally recommend. Yeah, um, I can't say enough good things about it. Oh, absolutely, and and I mean, like it, I find that even even since starting to listen to that, I found I've become a better player. Oh yeah, um, they definitely really kind of embody it, what like Dungeons and Dragons can be because these absolutely. are all voice actors, right? That yep. have like crazy credentials. Yeah, uh, definitely go check them out. I'm sure, like like I did, you'll go through each of the members of the cast and you'll you'll recognize. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You definitely played a video game that one of them has been yeah. in. <laughs> if you're watching this channel, it's impossible that you haven't seen them on something. True story, man. One of them was Donatello in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so yeah. you definitely <laughs> got to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end the episode on that. Uh, we will be doing a follow-up episode next week on uh, basically the, the more more detailed-oriented side. Yeah, of, like the, uh, the tools and materials and... Uh, and The resources. Yeah, the resources you yep. need to play the game. We're gonna we're gonna show you what we've been using, and hopefully you guys uh, will think that's pretty cool. Yep. So uh, it's gonna have stuff like uh, like different uh, different classes, uh, like what books to use. Um, yeah, like you see those the, here. We're gonna go into like what these are. Yeah, basically like what the dice are, and uh, just some some different resources that you'll have. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, that'll be coming out uh, the Thursday after this episode airs. And uh, as always, stay geeky, guys. <laughs> Mamma mia.